Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where Jordan does the intros. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we <laughs> build worlds based on the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. I'm disappointed in Jordan. Yes, I know, Cody. So how are you? I wanted to switch things up today, but I guess not. How are you doing, Cody? Well, I'm keeping Jordan, all of that. I- I feel like I really put my heart and soul into an intro for you, and then you just threw it back in my face. Um, yeah, you know? you know, that's exactly what I did. I'm the bad guy. How- that's, that's how I feel in my heart, is like you're the bad guy right now, and that I have done nothing wrong. You never Anyways, do anything Cody. wrong, Cody. You're an angel. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to, Cody? Um. Well, I finished Game of Thrones. <laughs> Bro, we, like we've, we've already talked about Game of Thrones enough. Like we don't have to rehash. I'm going to level with you. Actually, I do want to talk about this, which it isn't exactly about Game of Thrones. It's just about the nature of the show. Yeah, go ahead. I have talked so much about Game of Thrones. I recorded a podcast about it already, and I'm going to record another podcast about it tomorrow. Point is, man, I am Burnt out on Game of Thrones, but I love that it makes people talk, so I kind of have mixed feelings about and, it. I mean, that's what I loved about it, because, I mean, for once, like, other shows do this, but this was one show that had everybody talking about it. Yeah. Like, and it was a thing where, like, I think we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, where it's, like, people that you didn't know would, like, be into it, and then you would start new friendships, and, like, everybody would, was talking about it. And I think it was just a cultural phenomenon the people complaining about the uh, the season being terrible, they can go screw. Like, get over yourselves. Wait, that's me. That was me, Jordan. I've complained about how terrible it is. Well, no, I mean like petitioning to have them rewrite it. That they they can, oh. those people those people can go screw. Like, you can critique it. You can be upset about, but like, telling people that their work wasn't good enough and trying to write a petition which doesn't work about I mean I think writing a petition is a little try hard for something that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um it literally but, doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean I I think that the writers sucked. I just don't care to write a petition about it because it's a television show and yeah. there's like real life to live. Exactly. But I, <laughs> I like mean, talking about it. It's fun to talk about cuz everyone was watching it. So you know, it was it, as a cultural thing, it was pretty cool. Oh my gosh, you know what I do want to talk about? Jordan, I forgot. Kidding. Okay, two things. First of all, I owe you and our audience an apology. What I is ate apologies? a oh. gas station tornado <laughs> or tornado. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I ate tornado. a gas station up, no, nightmare. Okay, so I ate a gas station tornado and I got food poisoning so bad I couldn't see straight. And <laughs> I think that's that's like an expression that people say to describe like something being extreme. I literally mean I was sitting at a desk and my vision was spinning. It was, I was unsure if I could drive myself home in a car. I got home and just stared at a wall. I like couldn't eat anything. And I was like that for three days. Three days. It was bad. Bro, like, I think Jordan, that might have been a little bit more than food poisoning. I it think was, you might have ate yourself into cancer. <laughs> I don't know. But, it, I mean, I feel great now, and I don't think you suddenly start feeling better if it's cancer. <laughs> um, like, I, don't oh my. Think, 
I don't think I diarrhea'd, my, diarrhea'd myself into uh, uh, remission, is my point. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's like the most disgusting thing you could have said about that. <laughs> diarrhea'd uh, yourself into remission. Oh, my So Lord. my point is that I'm sorry that I missed a day of recording. I was going to let got, it pass and just be like, yep, last week was the JoJo's episode. And we could just move on. I got wanna- very, very sick. Anyway, like I mean, initially I was extremely angry because it's like, bro, I'm ready to record. I like, know, oh, and I like. Well, and also my internet went out. It was actually. Oh cold. yeah, the, the, like, the second time when we tried to record was was when it started raining and you had two blackouts. It was like we're just not recording this week. We're just, and I just, it's just want not you to know, at that moment, I was still very sick. <laughs> I couldn't. I really couldn't tell. I thought you were fine. Uh, oh, that's okay. Funny. So, and then here's the second thing. I saw Detective Pikachu, and I don't so think we talked I. about it. I saw it too. Wasn't it great? I I oh, loved it. Okay. All no, right. Oh well. my god. I was taking time to think about stuff. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was like you said. It was like it's definitely a kids movie. But I yeah. But I enjoyed it because it was just a fun, lighthearted, like very, as you say, popcorny movie to go to and just enjoy. It it very much is like a movie you can watch with kids and should almost. And it it did have a little bit of weirdness for me just because of like you kind of think you're gonna get more Deadpool than you're gonna get from it, you know? I think you got a decent amount of Deadpool. Well, you did. It's like the same. It's Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynoldsing on the screen, but. It's just like in my head, I keep expecting him to say, say a the swear F word. word, yeah, or like, or make a like really bad sex joke, not just the yeah. ones that they were making because there were sex jokes in there. There were a couple of like very low key sex jokes. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that's kind of like um, a lot of Disney movies do this, where if yep. you're an adult, suddenly you get a lot of the humor um, that was there that was meant for adults because they know adults are going to watch it. Um, but I, I do don't know. Think it it had, felt like, a little bit more blatant this time. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, but okay. <laughs> it also was, uh, I mean, it's a movie that's kind of threading a needle of, it's meant for an age range of like 2 to 35. Yeah, for the people, the people who grew up with Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, the problem is people my age played Pokemon, you know, people even older than me grew up playing Pokemon, so it's it's a difficult band of people to make a movie for, but I thought they did a really good job. All the Pokemon were super cute. The only one I thought was a little weird was Gengar seemed just a little weird. He, his yeah, head was too thin. That one's hard to do, I feel yeah. like, you know, because, but I mean, all like the fuzzy Pokemon, they made really cute yes. and did a good job making them cute. Um, it really brings into sharp relief how terrible Sonic looks. Yes. When you see a Pokemon that, or you see a movie that has like similar creatures in it that they managed to make look adorable. And then Sonic um, is just this monstrosity with human teeth. Yeah. He has human teeth. Well, like, you look at the little Pikachu face and it's so cute. And then you look at Sonic's face. Have and you're you like, seen the oh! face swap of them where it's <gasps> Pikachu's face on Sonic? That's so <laughs> disturbing, dude. It yeah. looks like a monster. Like, I want to shoot it. <laughs> like, um, oh, but dude. no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was a fun, cute little movie. Um and yeah, you know, yeah. I like I it like was... caffeine addled Pikachu. It it, it really it <laughs> was resonant with me. It was really, really as funny. a person that drinks twelve cups of coffee a day. 
you shouldn't drink that much coffee. You're gonna you no, are I literally your heart is gonna explode. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. A, don't. You're gonna have a heart attack. No, your heart is going to explode. Do you know how you said I seemed tired when we started recording? And it's because I just haven't been drinking a steady supply of nothing but <laughs> caffeine for yeah. There's a reason why I have to stop drinking it once a month because because uh, you get jittery that all of a sudden you like fast forward through time because you're, no, it's your because mind if I don't drink caffeine on the weekends, I get a headache. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't drink as much wow, caffeine. Wow, dude, as me. that's that's bad. That's bad. Sleep now, eight hours a day. Don't drink tons of caffeine. I don't do either of those things. I mean, so, I Jordan, how about you? What have you been up to aside from Pokemon? Um, no, Detective Pikachu was fantastic. I thought it was great, and I mean, if they want to do more movies in the Pokemon universe, I think I think they will be fine doing more live action. Like, don't get too I, crazy with it. But you know what I do think is it entirely is gonna hinge on your pikachu-esque character that they kind of well i don't want to get into spoilers but they really can't make more detective pikachu movies Uh, it's because detective pikachu gets shot in the head at the end they could cute little pika body dies i mean they and then they take him to the poga center and he's perfectly fine oh okay so i started playing pokemon sun and moon with mandy Um, oh dude it's a fantastic game it's it's really f- I'm enjoying it a lot and, and uh, I yeah, think you, she's really well, loving it. During podcast lore, you said you didn't like Pokemon. I don't I don't like the original Pokemon games, but this game has experience share, and my wife all likes of them have it, experience so kinda, share. The fir- no yeah no. You, you have to get experience share, but it does have experience. Jordan, share. it does. Pokemon Red and Blue did not have experience. You share. have to get it, it but it does have. Oh my gosh! Nope. They did. They came out in the second generation. That was gold and silver. There was the day camp. Oh, they freaking no, because they it was in Pokemon Yellow, but not Pokemon Red and Blue. Okay, fine, fine. Cody, yes. Oh yeah, Cody's small victories that he has. Oh yay, yeah. Kiss and kill, Cody. Kiss and kill. So much Pokemon. Do you know how hard it is to make an Abra worth anything? Abra is completely worthless. I love you know what's Kadabra and Alakazam, but Abra sucks. Yeah, and I, I still I'm I'm like working on making a useful uh Kadabra right now. Cause he, he knows Kinesis that makes people miss more often, and that's freaking it. Like, great, thanks. I hate you. Abra, Kadabra, and Alakazam! More like Kadaver. <laughs> wow, is that the, right, wow, Jordan. you need you need more coffee. You drink coffee while I talk. So, Jordan, what have you been up to? Tell um, really, it. it's just been Detective Pikachu, and then oh yeah, I we finally finished um watching Orphan Black, which was fun. Um, oh, that's an anime, isn't it? No, it's a, no, it's a live action what? TV it show. Is. No, it's not. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. No, that's an anime. Orphan Black. <laughs> you can't do this. I literally <laughs> just watched the show. <laughs> what are you doing? I literally just watched the show. I no. I love how indignant you were about that. I think that's an anime. You haven't watched. <laughs> you literally. You don't. You don't know what you're talking about. No, no. What's no. the What's the anime about a tiny little orphan boy with like a hot butler and he has machine guns? I have no clue what you're talking about. There is an anime called Black Orphan. It might be that- <laughs> Black Black Orphan. Wow, dude. I mean, there's a lot of Black Orphans. <laughs> okay, Black Orphan is a different thing. Sorry, Orphan Black. Orphan Black is a completely different thing. It's the one where it's um about a bunch of clones and they're trying to stop like this whole conspiracy 
of um, cloning and genetics and all of that stuff. It's fantastic, and all of the like How clones are played by the same actress. And she does this. an extremely good job of separating each different character into a different person. Like it's the same person playing them, but somehow like you get a different vibe from every single one of them, and I love it. It's a great show. You, I don't know if you would like it, but you should give it a try. It's a really good show. Okay, I just yeah. want to say I googled Black Orphan. No, you're, sorry, you're an idiot, I googled Cody. Orphan Black. I'm sorry. <laughs> I googled Orphan Black anime. The first thing that came up was was a Reddit post where someone said, uh, the show no. Orphan Black, wasn't this an anime question mark? Yeah, that's what I was about to the say. The top response is you're talking like about Black gun. Butler. I'm like, I don't remember that from anything. I assume he had <laughs> a machine anyways, gun. Yeah, Orphan Black anime. was good. We finally finished. Like The finale came out two years ago. and We fi- like we were up to date with the... Um, Last season came out, and then we just didn't watch it for two years. It happens. It happens a lot. Gotcha. I mean, that <laughs> happens sometimes. I haven't finished Gravity Falls. I have one episode left. You, I just, I love it. It's a great show. I just don't want to finish it, so I just didn't. I had a friend when Naruto finally ended. He's just like, no, I'm just not going to read the last two chapters. I'm just... Naruto's over? Yes, it's been over for like four years. What's the point of Naruto? It's, yeah, no, actually, it's been over for like five years, Cody. Oh, well, you know, Jordan, if there's something I don't care about, it's Naruto. Nar- I, I, Naruto is enjoyable, an enjoyable popcorn-y anime. Okay, anyways, you wanted to watch an anime about a, a orphan boy who had machine guns. You have no room to talk. <laughs> well, he also had a hot butler. Anyway, it, I think someone had an eye patch, Yeah, too. That, that's I'm definitely sure Butler had. Black. <laughs> Okay. Well, have you watched that? Is no, that I haven't watched that because it looks oh, awful. Well, oh, and I'm yeah, probably going to get a lot of hate mail from that because um, I know a lot of people love it. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing is playing Devil May Cry 5. It, oh, yeah. It's extremely enjoyable, honestly. Be- yeah, it looks really fun. Because it's that, uh, it's that challenging, but it's not too challenging. Like, I wanted to play Sekiro, but I know I do not have the time nor the patience right now to sit down and die on the same boss 500 times. So it's like, I'm challenged by it. I have died in the game, but it's enough where I can pretty much play straight through without having too many problems. Yeah. And that's that's Yeah, nice. see the game for me that I'm thinking about doing that with is Bayonetta. That's that's yeah. the one that like right now. And I think I think I already talked to you about this, but Yeah, that's it's the weird game actually right now talking that when to I finish Dark Souls, week. I think I might yeah, yeah, I know, yeah we I know. don't actually talk that we come to this we have 500 things but then talking to you during the week it's like oh yeah we already talked about game of thrones we already talked about video games <laughs> like you played dark souls for a bit what what is there that's new what's new uh, that's that's really is it. what we're about to do on this podcast Segway. so cody <laughs> would you like to explain so so yeah this week is a d- bit different cody would you like to explain what we're doing oh am i allowed to now? yes not because gonna you're not gonna wait it? five minutes to introduce me Okay, so what we're doing this well, what we're doing over the next five weeks, including this week, is telling short stories. Um, so the this week, what we're doing is pitching ideas back and forth to each other to try to pick which like notion for a story we're gonna go with, and then over the next four weeks, we're gonna write four chapters or sections that all in all should comprise our short story. So, Cody, um, and we will be reading I've been those listening to, you guys. to this podcast since the very beginning. How is this different from your other two um, story episodes? Oh, it's because it's four, ep- four episodes 
make up one story instead of it being four separate stories. Yes. And we can also pull from any world or anything that we want to do. It doesn't have to necessarily be a world that we've built. Right. Yeah, right. And there's not like there weren't like prompts for this that we went off of like there were before. So this is entirely just I came up with four very random pitches and I don't know what Jordan kind of you're you're kind of leaning on. You basically know what you're doing already, right? Um, to a point, because I realized my other two pitches are things that would end up being like a whole book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, that's very, I think that's that is very the easy danger. for me to do because I always end up writing this huge like story. And it's like, ah, crap. I have to tell this in like an episode. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, I think I think like. What it's basically two hours is what all of this will be totaled up to be. Yeah. Well, wait. About yeah, yeah, about two hours. So, and that's short story ish length. You know what I mean? So I I think that that's like gonna be sensible. But um, the kind of the thing, one of the things for me and why I wanted to do this is that I've technically I've written a novel, and I say technically because it needs to be said. I did NaNoWriMo one one month and hit my hit the word limit and wrote a whole story and it was hot garbage i want to read it Um, i I, wait no it's i was gonna talk to you about this after the podcast but since we were gonna do like a um fan fiction like stream on twitch one day do you want to do like read (laughs) have us read your novel on twitch jordan i would rather actually kill you (laughs) like if you that bad If you ever read my novel, I will come to your house one night and I will smother you in the pillow (laughs) and then drown you in a river and then poison you. Okay, first you can't drown someone who's already been smothered. I will be certain. That's my point. I am going to... You're going to like bury me and then light the grave on fire and then you're going to bomb the place just to make sure. I'm going to like... put the remains in a shredder. the whole planet would just have to be burnt at that point. You know, a scorched earth is the only (laughs) answer. The whole planet's on fire. But what I liked about it though is it forced us... It forced me to finish something. It forced me to finish a story rather than just having ideas knocking around in my head yep. and then never like bringing them to any kind I mean, of completion. Which that part is why I do this podcast. So I could take all those ideas and put them somewhere. Right. Right. And then there's at least like, Oh, well here is, you know, a representation of that idea that I've had. So that is what the intent for this is. So obviously it's going to be pretty rough, but you know, Hey, it's something different for a few weeks and I think it'll be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll be terrible and you'll make fun of us. Either way. I'm Either way, it's going to be fun. And I mean, we have a lot of fun ideas coming up in the future. So I'm excited to do all of them. Anywho. Yep. Anyways, so how do you want to start this pitch stuff? Do you want to roll, see who goes first? Do you want to go first? Which I, mean, I would I prefer like you should go first. To... But <laughs> we can roll. I feel like we have to roll a dice, right? Because yep. it's still Ooh, World Shop. That's not good. So we still have Hopefully to roll Hopefully that's low enough. What'd you a roll? Four. I rolled a fifteen. Oh, I got to go first. Oh, thank God! I was I, like, I'm fine with going first, but I don't want to go first, especially since we're like a completely different format right now. It's just like, ah. yeah, it's pretty different. Okay, hang on, let me get my notes all in front of my face. I just got signed out of my, oh my uh, <laughs> Gmail. Hang on. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Technical difficulties. Google Docs signed me out. All right. So, my first story, uh, the working title is Agrarian. Agrarian. Agrarian is going to be a kind of slice of life, very, like, puffy short story. There's not going to be a lot of really big, hard conflict or, like, monsters to be slain. 
It is going to be set in a, hey, agrarian kind of fantasy world. And when I say, why are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you to say agrarian. I just think it's a funny word. No, it's a funny word to say, and I'm making fun of it because it's just like agrarian. I can't say agrarian, agrarian, without saying it like that. You just said it right. Agrarian. So, anyways, it is set in a somewhat fantasy agrarian setting in that it's not like France or Europe. That's kind of part of the same thing. What is up with you and agrarians? Like, you like that whole agrarian type thing. Because I remember when we did the robot world. You're like, it's robot agrarians community. It's almost like some of my favorite games are Minecraft. Uh, And I uh, grew up in the middle of nowhere doing a lot of gardening and stuff. And yeah. (laughs) Anyways. um, So this isn't really meant to be super exciting. It's just kind of a nice little cute story about a village of farmers and their lives. So, so there's like a little no, bit. Sorry. We're, you said we were going to no, bounce. No, go ahead, ideas. Go ahead. So is there. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah, like good, real conflict, but like what I guess what are you planning to do with these characters? Well, OK, so when I say there's not conflict, what I mean is there's not monster stabbing things okay. or like a war or necessarily hostility so, so literally all my stories be, so the conflict would be personal it's it's okay. about let's it's a drama just about oh, people's God. lives yep. um so the setting is uh this area is called artoria um like i said it's somewhat fantasy and pre-industrial so there's not really factories yet um, but there are, you know, iron and steel tools and mills and some of these slightly more modern things. Okay. Um, and then just talking about the area, there would be a the town that people would congregate in. Like, most people live on farms, but there would be a town called Creek Town. Uh, further up the river, okay. or probably actually down the river, there would be Cobble Mill, which is where people would go to have things like grain milled down into flour. Um, And then just the landscape is basically just divvied up into various people's farms. So that's where, you know, people live. Um, And then the kind of external conflict in the story would come from Bello Bakery. So they are a factory in air quotes. They are a large scale baking operation that has moved to this place where most people farm some kind of wheats and grains. Okay, hold on really quick. Is this just Stardew Valley? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, it is that type of story. Yeah. Hang on. Let me let me pitch okay, you the sorry, idea. Sorry. You're getting the right vibe, though. You should be thinking Stardew yeah, Valley. Yeah, because as soon as you said this no company that's moving in, I'm like, oh my gosh, doesn't that happen to Stardew Valley? <laughs> it it does. It does. Joe Jamart. But it, yeah, it's Jamart. slightly different, but you're, you're on the right track. <laughs> um, so technically, this is good for the community because it's someone to sell all of their grain to. So it encourages people to produce more and... Yay, that's like good for people. But it is kind they are kind of seen as outsiders, and this would mean that there are new people moving into the village and just a different sect of life moving into this very like established old school way of living. Um so then the characters, our main character would be Big Tomlin. Big Tomlin is just like a gigantic, I say middle-aged, but like think. 35-ish year old farmer. Um, I'm thinking calls um, him big- the husband from Full Metal Alchemist. 
um, the teacher's husband. Yeah, yeah I'm kind, kind of that. that I just look. like forgot what his um, name was. That's why he like stuttered that so bad. It's like the uh, husband. Right. So he's reserved, um, but like unbeknownst to most peace people, he's also very melancholy. Like he's just not happy with his life right now. He runs a successful farm, but he doesn't have any kids. He's not married, so he's just kind of a lo- he's just kind of a lonely. I thought dude. you were about to say you he's know, just kind of a loser. He's... <laughs> um, and then there is Suze. She's a widower that lives next to Big Tomlin. Um, they've known each other for a while as uh, acquaintances because they were just neighbors, but um. Since her husband died, they've just, like, kind of been around each other more because her main, like, person that she knew died. Uh, So she's a little bit older, and, like, my description for her would be kind of, like, I don't want to say plain because that sounds mean, but kind of, like, down-to-earthy, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, she herself is sort of like Big Tomlin, just someone who's not very boisterous and loud and big-spirited, but rather someone who's a little bit more reserved and since she's been alive a little bit longer, you know, just kind of more mature in that way. Um, Then we have Hector. Uh, (laughs) I described him as a young slime of a man. (laughs) He is a rich industrialist, but the, the downside of him is he's actually very hardworking and he has new manners and new mannerisms. So he's not rude, but he doesn't act like a farmer and it's very apparent. So everyone around him kind of hates him at first glance. He just looks and acts like an outsider um, in a very isolated village. Um, But kind of as people get to know him, they end up liking him because he's actually a nice enough guy. Um, Then next character I would have is Lily of the Roses. She's a lovely young woman. She is the daughter of the wealthiest farmer in this area. Um, This farmer has spoiled his only daughter, Rotten. Oh, no. And... She is kind of rotten, like, she's kind of a flirt, but she's not, like, evil. She just, like, has a certain personality that is maybe less serious than most people. Um, And then there's Old Man Roses. He's a jolly old man, kind of thinks Santa I was about to ask. (laughs) He is also a widower, but he finds a lot of happiness in running his farm and doting on his only daughter. He is also very stodgy. He's set in his ways. He thinks that, like, the old way of doing things is the right way of doing things. Um, so, you know, he's just kind of like this jolly old man that wants everything to stay the same. And then there's just, like, a bunch of random town folks who would also be there. <clears throat> uh, so do, do you want to hear, do you want to hear, like, my little narrative hook? Yeah, what's your little narrative hook? Um... So the story would start, uh, oh, that that's the other thing is each chapter would be a season. So it would start in winter and go to fall. Okay. Um, so my little narrative hook would be um, Big Tomlin sitting alone at a winter celebration uh, by a massive fire where there's a lot of people dancing around. And the story would start with a necklace of flowers being thrown over his neck by Lily of the Roses. Um, They would share an innocent dance around this big roaring fire and big Tomlin would smile for the first time. Um, And that would kind of be the thing that starts it out is this kind of initial interaction with Lily of the Roses where he kind of like realizes that he has been miserable for a long time and is wanting to now like do something about it. Okay. 
And then the rest of the story would take place from there. Interesting. So, okay. Right now, this is the one I want to do most. Oh, no. Okay. The reason I say oh, no is not because I'm being me, but it sounds, to me, it sounds like kind of a slow story. And that's me because you're not Because wrong. you know my, the kind of thing I like. And that is definitely not in the range no at all. <laughs> I don't necessarily need punching, but you know I like a lot of adventure, a lot of like sightseeing, going out, different things happening. Not necessarily like action in like a fight scene, but like action of like thing and thing and thing happening is what I kind of like. This is not that at all. But if that is what you are passionate about, I'm down. You mean to tell me? You don't want to hear a really awkward story about Big Tomlin, the gruff farmer, trying to court Lily of the Roses, no. a, like kind of flighty and flirty. Um, I, like, that's you know. not my type of story at all. But if that's oh, your type Jordan, of story, you might have to listen I'm to it. I'm <laughs> fine with that. But also, think of our listeners, man. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm not. I'm not shutting down your idea. I like. I like it. It sounds cute, but it is not my type of thing. In not everything's going to be my type of thing because my type of thing. So I got to vote for no. We should we should poll our 20 listeners that I know we have uh, and have them vote on which story we should do. And then we can ignore that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Th- yeah, we'll come like way after writing. we start writing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan, hit me with your first pitch. With your best shot, okay, so I'm going to start with my worst pitch. And so this is going to be coming. So the world will be based off my anime world from episode 22. Um, So if you remember, that was the one with the giant world tree in every leaf of this tree is a different world. So what pretty... I was going to say, I thought this was the one you wanted to do, but I, I was wrong. I forgot what your anime world was. I do remember yeah. that now, though. No, this is the exact opposite of what I want to do because this is one that is like would turn huge and I don't want it to turn huge. But pretty much... Where that, like, whole story of the world tree left off was that the, like, leader of White Fang, Hector, ended up kidnapping the daughter of the Order, um, the Order of the Sparrows, and hid her amongst the worlds. So it would follow, the story would follow the Princess Lily as she's kind of, um, she, she's the princess, but she also feels kind of like a prisoner in this world. Like, she's kept in this tower, she's kept watch by um of this guy named Dulé who she feels like has this kind of sinister aura about him he's kind of evil she feels like a pressure every time she's around him like oh crap this guy is dangerous and so she feels like she's a prisoner she's only allowed out of her like area of the castle for like public events and so She's grown up kind of being alone and kind of wanting to know, like feeling that she's special and wanting to know why and wanting to see other parts of the world and having this belief as she's read in some books in her tower that there are other worlds out there. So that will, so the story will kind of focus, like the first part of the story will kind of focus on her like wanting to get out and like knowing that she has like some sort of like special ability and like kind of figuring out that she can use magic and then planning to escape um coming up there's a banquet that's going to be coming up and the evil guy Dulé is going to be away for the banquet and also um she's allowed out of her tower for the public event so that's the perfect time to escape and so this this is this this reminds me of uh uh tangled a little bit yeah yeah Uh, no actually i have not seen Tangled. okay 
But I, I mean, I've seen the oh. first half and I've seen the end of Tangled. I have not seen everything in between. <laughs> so I know, I know what no, you're talking I, I about, like... and I also played Kingdom Hearts, which had it pretty much in there. So I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is a very like. So uh... I wanted to go with the feel of like Tangled, but also like Bioshock Infinite a little bit. Oh, okay. So is it not going to be nice when she? Gets oh no, out? it's going to be nice. It's it's. So the whole thing is pretty much where I wanted to like capture and like be the bulk of the story. It was when she's at this banquet and trying to figure out her way out. She runs into people from the Order of the Sparrow that she really notices as being different because since she is, you know, the daughter of the leader of the Order of the Sparrows, she has the same powers as them. So she recognizes them as being like her. And that's where it kicks off. She oh. runs into the two twin brothers of the Order who are just there, not even knowing that she's there, just there to um, pull off a mission in order to um, stop an assassination attempt and keep the a peace treaty going. So so that's okay. kind of where I wanted to go with it. Um, what do I do next? So the themes, of course, are magic, adventure, and then like loneliness and like believing that you're special, but like not knowing why, kind of. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. Characters are pr the Princess Lily. She knows that she doesn't belong in this world. She was kept in the tower. She wants to escape. Um, the two brothers, Siler and Gabriel, they're fairly new to the Order of the Sparrows. And they're, I'm talking so fast. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. It's fine. <sighs> Breathe. They're fairly new to the Order of the Sparrows. 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 And they're going on their first real mission together. This is supposed to be the test. So, like, the side goal of the Order of the Sparrows was to find, like, from my story, was to find um, the lost princess. And so they're stum so they're oh. stumbling upon this whole thing and, like, realizing that their tiny little mission is going to end up much bigger than what she, what they thought it was going to be. And then Dulay the Craze, which is the evil guy, and he's one of White Fang's, like, strongest. And so he... He's known for, as the craze for his like crazy antics and like being like so powerful, but he's also been sent on this mission because he's messed up a couple times in the past. So like the leader of White Fang is like, yeah, no, we're just gonna set you on this really simple mission, which is just to watch this girl. And so that's why he's there. <laughs> and then like also mention the story of the king and queen of that world. And but it's gonna be focused on the world, but like kind of also know that there is something much larger going on outside of the thing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that and makes sense. So, like... Jordan, I, I would say the only thing I'm curious about is do you think you can make this a short story? That's the thing. That's why I said this is... The, like, that's the <laughs> problem with my pitches are all things, all stories I would love to, like, focus on, but that could also be extremely huge. And that's the yeah. problem with this is that it would be super big. But I like the idea because I really like that world that I work with. And also, while preparing these pitches, I thought of like five other pitches that I could have done instead of these, <laughs> instead of two of these three. Because the, I feel like that's what happens once you kind of start doing that brainstorming thing. You end up with a bunch of yeah. ideas. I think and at the end of this, I'll do the, my the, honorable mentioned ones just really quick. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Cause like for me, what ended up happening too is like Agrarian was the only one that I had not thought about a lot before. Uh, um, all the other pitches that I have are kind of existing ideas that have been knocking around in my head for a while. So, and lastly, with this, my kind of like narrative hook would I guess either come at the end of the first part or like towards the middle of the second part would be 
kind of when the um, Princess Lily runs into these two, the two Order of the Sparrow guys, and like time literally stops, and it's like that moment where it's like, that's when I knew that like there was a reason I am the way I am, or something like that, and that would be like the hook is like, oh yeah. crap, now I know this is real. That's a better way. Yeah, of I saying mean that, that makes sense. Now I know this is real. Anyways, your second pitch. <sighs> I talk way too fast, and I'm excited. It's like oh, this, 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 <laughs> <No>. this. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so my second pitch is Agrarian Part Two. Is... <laughs> this is no. Watergarian. It's no. going to be a far plant under the water. <laughs> so this is this is the the narr- this one has the narrative hook that I sent to you. I don't. And uh, so you've kind of this is you this has been spoiled. For I you don't a really remember. Bit. So go. But for it's <laughs> but it is called the duel. Dun, 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 um, dun. And the duel basically is a short story that is centered around an event that is basically just a a duel, right? Which I mean, that kind of sounds dumb, but that's what the whole story we're would be kind like of centered Yu-Gi-Oh, around, right? It's time to duel. Uh, no. In this case, it would be like an old west oh, show. Okay, I was actually going like the French way of like with rapiers and everything, like Mon- Monte Cristo. No. Like when you said duel, I went Monte Cristo. Well, and it really could be because that's almost like it could really be in any in any setting. To me, the thing that I wanted it to be was a duel between like an old master and his young, like more fiery apprentice and just kind of the emotional buildup of both of these people not wanting to fight each other. Um, So in this case, um, the kind of setting that I made for that is. yeah, so the moment that matters is a high noon showdown between an old gunslinger and his apprentice. They don't want to fight, but they don't have any choice. Um, so this used to be a very prosperous and bountiful land. And then at some point, the sun went away and it got horrible. Like people started starving and growing crops became a lot more difficult. And that kind of instigated a conflict between... Um, a person who is kind of a rebel slash revolutionary, you know, it's like kind of towing the line. Um, So the characters in this story, our main character would be Henry. Uh, He's like, he's a young man. He's going to be our point of view character. He's an apprentice gunslinger. He's fiery and gifted, but lacks restraint and grace. Um, And then there's old hoax Old Hoax is a master is the master gunslinger or the master slinger. Uh, this is a title that's given by the mayor, and it basically means he's the best gun in this area. Um, he is basically just the law walking. Like there's no one that can really question him. Um, this is it's very futile in that way. Like there's not a really big official court system. Old Hoax is basically the law in the land. Um, but he's a guy that almost no one has ever even seen him touch his gun. He wears one every day, but no one has ever seen him draw it. So there's kind of grown a perception that he is not dangerous, Okay. but there's all these stories about him back in the day being this big, scary gunslinger. Um, but his preference is to talk and maneuver his way out of fights. So he never has to have them. And, Internally, this is because he's someone that has nothing to prove to anybody. Like, 
He doesn't care that people don't think he's dangerous when push comes to shove. He's confident in his own abilities. Um, then there's the mayor. The mayor is essentially the king of a dying way of life that died once crops started to dry up and this wasn't a land of plenty okay. anymore. So it's really easy for there to be like rich people and poor people when the poor people aren't starving. But once the poor people start starving and the rich people eat the same, then it suddenly gets a little bit more hostile, which is the situation that they're oh, in now. Okay. And the mayor is just the type of person that's not going to adapt to that and realize that he has to, like, care for the little people. And as such, he's not necessarily vicious, but he is determinedly ignorant. Um, he's more in love with his power than he is with hurting people, but he will hurt people to keep it. Um Next character is Becky or the Desert Ooh. Fox. So this is the outlaw yeah, slash revolutionary. Go. Gotta have those outlaws. Um, she, she's trying to capture or kill the mayor um, to stop kind of oh. this cycle of having nobility and like concentrated wealth when there are people that are like desperate for food. So she's very much a Robin Hood character. I was oh, going to say, you, you know how much I love a good outlaw rebel character. Like, I like <laughs> as soon as you said this, like, no, I'm on board. I'm 100% on board. Um, so the, the conflict in the story is kind of behind the scenes of the drama that we would be dealing with in person. So the reason that Henry and Old Hoax eventually have to fight is because Old Hoax is loyal to the mayor and Henry leaves to go and fight with the desert fox but really the result of that isn't what's important it's all just going to be about this duel that they end up having to have and that kind of feeling that they get where they like both respect each other and want to support each other but can't because they're just on opposing yeah. sides of this say of this conflict old hoax is of the opinion that like having this revolution will just get a lot of people killed and create unrest at a time when people need to band together and Henry is of the opinion that old hoax is defending a way of life that isn't sustainable. Um, and because of that, they eventually have to fight. Um, but that's kind of the drama of it is not so much. Um, I would kind of think of it as like almost a Mad Maxi okay. story where like there's a story behind it. Your point of view character that was Mad Max who's just helping out. And that's kind of how Henry is. He's not winning the revolution. He's just kind of along yeah. for the ride. And in the course of that has to fight his old, his old, uh, his old master. So I kind of want it to be, um, a story that is very much about like passing the torch and like the way masters relate to their yeah. apprentices and like expertise is portrayed. I, I'm going to say um, you kind of scared me with your first idea because it was such a, just like, it's a very Cody idea with like a romance story, but it was such just like a like straight line of a story. And this one sounds like it has such a like. Cut. I don't think that I don't think that that story that I laid out for you would end the way you think it does. But you know, whatever. We'll have to talk about that we'll later. About well, maybe you'll find out. Oh, I still don't dude, know which one I I'm going to decide. I hope you don't do that first one. <laughs> um. So yeah, the themes to me that I'd want to handle in this is like sacrifice yeah. and how violence kind of begets more violence so i like is in some ways a violent society that has now birthed this violent revolution that's going to come and try to stop it um the dread of conflict when you know it's coming 
and also loss of like a way of life that people have cherished for a long time. Um, and my narrative hook for this, I actually sent to you on Facebook Messenger, so I have to read it in a weird format. Um, so the narrative hook, I would say, is the scene of a young man trembling in a saloon in a dusty old town. The gun hanging on his belt feels like it keeps growing heavier. The clock strikes noon, and he walks out into the bright street. The young man is not sure if it is the whiskey, the sudden bright light, or his nerves but he feels like he's going to vomit right there in the street. The sun is blinding, but down on the other end, he sees the hazy image of the most dangerous man he knows, Old Hoax, his mentor and best friend. The last person the the last person the young man would ever want to meet at a high noon duel, but there's nothing that can be done about that now. The street is silent, silent as the grave. Both men reach for their guns. That would kind of be the opening scene, and then it would be flashback. But yeah, so that is uh, that is my second pitch. I think that <laughs> no, I think that is vastly more interesting than the first one. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> so it's okay. I understand. Um, yeah, no. Well, at least with this second story, I'm starting in. By the way, okay. At least with the second story, I think it's a lot clearer what you want to do with it. The last one kind of seemed like there was not like a real indigal per se yeah yeah i kind of see it it did feel like it would be a bit like not in a bad way it's just the idea was meandery yeah. but that's not necessarily yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, it just it just seems like there's more clear of a point that you want to say with the short story of like more of a kind of a place that you want to go and that you want to take these characters more like it's it's more clear like sure. i can to a point sense where you would want to take some of your characters in the first story but like this one has much a um a clearer kind of plot line i guess i'm not so good with the words <laughs> it's okay it's okay <laughs> all right but yeah so this is my my second one my second idea i actually have a kind of a title going with so i would be taking this from my space odyssey world again this was from episode 12 but will be a direct continuation from episode 34 when i told that like first little story from there so um my titles i have um starboard and the mystery of the ghost train starboard the ghost train saga or the phantom of the railroad so so this would be coming from the aftermath of my original Starboard story. It fought, like if you remember, it was the gang of pirates who like were in this whole space exploration world, and their kind of their whole goal was to find like these artifacts and kind of you know just they want to have fun with it. But there's all these underlying like evil government conspiracies that they end up running into along the way. So this follows the aftermath after yeah. their ship was destroyed and they're stranded on a space colony. And they're kind of wanting to get back to the stars and kind of trying to figure out what to do next. Jordan, well, do they get back to the stars on a space train? No. So, this, so like I said, this follows the gang after the ship is destroyed and they're stranded on the central space colony. Um what they want to do is figure out a way to get the support of the people so that they can find a place to build their new craft that's away from the eyes of the government. Because you can't just build a new spacecraft or steal a new spacecraft without getting a lot of heat on you. So um, in order to get like the side of the people, they go through um, Smitty and Danny, Smitty the captain of the crew, and Danny's 
um, childhood friend Niles Goodsmith, who has become the leader of the colony's um, seedy underground. So the people greatly trust Niles, because, like Niles Goodsmith, because he is kind of like the go-to guy for getting the people what they want. He fights for the people against, like you know, the government who kind of like holds back some stuff, like leaves things to the rich and the nobles rather than like having it all for the people. And so he fights for them. So the people trust him. And so like in order to get the trust of the people, they want to go and do a job for Niles so that he'll vouch for them. And so Niles um, pitches a job to the crew and it's to um, follow a reported ghost train that is seemingly responsible for the disappearance of many supplies and many men. Um, this train has been running through the colony on tracks. What? Wait, hang on. Are you aware of the Gorillas song called Ghost Train? No, I'm not. Oh my gosh, Jordan. There's a really good Gorillas song called Ghost Train. Anyways, go ahead. Wait, which album is that off? I don't know. YouTube. <laughs> Hold on. Now I have to find out Ghost Train because I might. Gorillas. I, I was wondering if the story was going to be loosely based on the Gorillas song Ghost Train. I'm now I'm trying to find out what album this is on. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I don't think I know Ghost Train. Um... You, you destroyed me. Um, so yeah, I'm this train, sorry. I'm this sorry. train has been running through the colony on tracks that have been abandoned for years. And the ghost train is said to be completely unmanned. So no one ha who has tried to find its final destination has ever come back. And Jordan, so what? Is this the idea that right now you are fully intending upon going with? No. It's not? No. Well, screw you. I want Ghost Train. Yeah. Are you kidding with me? So, so the adventure leads to them uncovering more secrets than they could have ever imagined. And it's just like the whole thing of mystery of a ghost train. Where does it lead? And when they actually get to that point, are they going to be in trouble with what they find? I'm, I'm mad that you're not doing Ghost Train, Jordan. I, I am you, so I upset. don't know. I'll, we can talk about it. But I also think this, because... Of the way Starboard is set up, I also think this could be too large of a thing to do with four. Oh stories. no, it could be really short and sweet. It could be just a nice so, little story about Ghost Train. So <laughs> the the characters are Smitty, the pirate captain of the Sunshine crew. He's charismatic and adventurous, accepts jobs without question because he truly cares about the people he's helping out. And he also loves just going on an adventure, no matter what it is. Sometimes he ends up getting the crew way too deep into danger. Um, next is Danny. He's the pilot. Um, he's kind of feeling a little dejected after losing the ship to the Black Pirates. He wants to rebuild again and seek the stars because, like, his whole thing is he likes to fly in space. He doesn't belong in the colonies living a normal life. And that's what they've been doing ever since they had to hide out from the government. Yeah. John, he's the brains of the group. He's mainly in charge of building and making new technology. Meredith, um, she is the muscle um, she's a Savinian warrior princess who's basically an invincible Amazon woman. <laughs> um, Patrick, he is the black sheep. He's a former black pirate um, who had been lied to his whole life into believing that what the black pirates were doing was good. It's like, oh, no, we actually aren't as evil as the media makes us out to be. But then when he found out, he joined the Sunshine crew in order to make things right. Lynn, she's the cook. Cruz, he's the mechanic. And really only... <laughs> You the have a specific cook? Yes. And the um the story would only be focusing on the um first few, right? The first, yeah, sorry, the first five as they go on the adventure, Cruz and Lynn would basically hold down Fort while they're gone. And then Niles Goodsmith would accompany the crew on this whole 
like weird thing just to make sure that they get the job done and they get the job done right um other mentionable characters are absalon Vasilios, who is the um commandant of the military and also he's kind of involved well he wants to hunt down these pirates and no one really knows what his true motives are and um jonas black who was the um presumed dead um pirate captain of the black pirates so is he the one ghost training i don't know that's for you to maybe find out. Jordan, I am I want ghost trains so hard. <laughs> I know. I know I hate like pitching this idea because I love this idea, but also I'm afraid that it would be way too big. Because <laughs> I, I love I love Starboard. I love everything that I could do with Starboard. But um so the places that it would go are the space colonies kind of like I would I think I would start with them about to get aboard the ghost train and then I would like kind of go back quick flashback of oh how they got this job and then like let the story roll because if I spend too much time like oh how did we set up this job then we waste it like a whole part of the half. Yeah, right. Well, and I do, I definitely think that I don't know writing with brevity is going to be a challenge cuz Yeah. It's harder it's, than it seems as I'm like trying to plan. Cause I've started like planning out how I want to do these stories. And as I'm doing that, I'm like starting to see, it's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm going to have to cut some stuff down because you know me, you've heard me talk about these worlds and I get extremely convoluted very fast. And yeah. that's like the fear for writing these things that I'm going to get like balls to the wall convoluted. Um, right. and so, yeah. <laughs> And the big narrative moment would be like when they kind of figure out what the whole ghost train thing is. I wanted to, I've told you this in text or talking, whatever, but I wanted to have it like be at the very end of one of the parts where like Schmitty walks in, sees what's happening. He's like, oh, and then that cuts off right before yeah. the word F is, oh, fuck. And then that's the end of it. <laughs> I really, that's kind of what I wanted to do with it. So that that's kind of the story I want to do. And just again, you know me. I like my stories to be very adventure, colorful, and like action, but it doesn't have to be like, oh yeah, and then he hit him in the face and then threw this guy out the window. No, it's just a very action-filled thing without being like a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, I, I get you. But those those are two of my pitches. Cody, the last pitch for you, buddy. All right. Um. Also, wait, do you have any thoughts other than the fact that you want Ghost Train? Oh, no, I just, I actually think it's something that could be done pretty briefly because it's kind of a, it's not the main story of, uh, gosh, I'm sorry, what's the world called again? Starboard. Uh, Starboard, yeah, it's not like the main story of that, right? It's just kind of like a little side mission that they would go on to get into trouble. Yeah. Um. So I think, and like the concept itself is relatively simple too, like, Figure out where Ghost Train is going. Ghost Train is going here. Okay, great. You know, like we figured out the story. Um, so my point is, I don't know. I guess I see a lot of potential in that one being like fairly focused and concise. But it's not up to me. You know, I'm just yeah. saying. I like it. I like that idea. Um, all right. You ready for my last pitch? Yes. Um, so this one is kind of set in a world that I already did, but not really. Um, it's just the name similar. And so is kind of the point. Um, so if you remember the littlest princess, oh, ooh, I thought you were going to say the breath. No, 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 no. Oh, so the littlest princess was kind of a hacked up version of this idea that I've had for a while, which is called the littlest adventurer okay. in the big world. Um, the Littlest Adventure in the Big World is a children's story. Um, like, Ooh. that should be kind of the tone of it. Um, 
And as you guessed it, it's about the littlest adventure. What? Um, yeah, right. So <laughs> the setting is a little bit unknown at first when the story starts, but the main character comes from modern day, right? So today. Um, but she lives near a magical forest and at various times finds her way into said forest and gets in adventures. So like, it's the type of thing where the, it, it's kind of an episodic idea. So this would be one episode of um, this little girl going into a magical forest and having adventures. Um, so she has to like come home and then come up with excuses for why she's like got bruises and twigs in her hair just because she like walked into the like few trees that are near her house. Um, but the first story would be um, maybe a little bit of like an amnesia story where she wakes up like very deep in this magical world and then has to try to find her way home. Okay. And one thing that I wanted to be clear about with this is that she lives near a very real magical forest. It is not a metaphor for something. <laughs> it's just a magic forest. There's no like deeper. Symbolism. Yeah, okay, so there's no deeper meaning. It's just straight up magic. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's just I like, like when it when things like that happen, was just, no, this is straight up the thing. Well, and I and I like those stories where the like weird adventure is like, oh, it was a dream or a metaphor for you know like some so horrible thing that's happening in her life. Yeah, right. Um, but I kind of find humor in like the flip of that, where it's like, you go to Narnia, and it's like, yeah, Narnia's just over there. I can just go there, and they're like, what? <laughs> you know, just like the the weird disconnect that would come from like having to try to go back home, and like I said, explaining like. Why do you have a magic wand? Like, uh, found it in the forest? <laughs> you know. About a um, oh, crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> some characters that would kind of, the story would focus around. The littlest adventurer um, is obviously our main character. She's just a little girl that gets lost in the forest and then has adventures with uh, fantastical creatures. Um, then there's Lost Deb. Lost Deb is an older person that got lost in this forest and i just thought you never said kind of... lost dead at first i'm like wow that no. took a dark twist the lost deb dead. um she's a person from our modern world but who got lost in this oh. forest a long time ago and just never found her way back out and she's now kind of serves a purpose of being like a weird nomad who just kind of travels around still going on adventures i don't know um, why they're... but that kind of reminds me of how iroh was in um legend of korra where he's just yeah, kind of there yeah. kind of like to point you and give you some um, sage advice and leave. It's a similar thing. Okay, I also kind of cool. imagine her as a merchant, like a traveling merchant. So kind of like in a video game where like you run into the merchants like, oh, yeah, I've been here for thousands of years. So you want to buy yeah. some wares? <laughs> yeah, she's kind of that weird timeless thing. Um, there would be a king and queen of this magical land, um, you know, villagers and all that stuff. Um, another, and this is where, like, I like the idea of having, like, kind of fun, cartoony characters. So one of the characters I came up with was the King of Night and Horrors, and he, like, lives in, like, a creepy, scary monster castle, and my description for him is, uh, all bark and no bite. So he's just, like, this big, scary guy, but he's not actually really evil. So he's like a mix of the Lich King and the Ice King. Yeah, yeah. So like he would be like if the Lich King him. had the Ice King's personality. And then, um, wait, sorry. Also, that's like the very little of Adventure Time I actually know. <laughs> um, 
Cause you then there, I had uh, the notion of having a night town that lives in that's like up in the Arctic North where uh, a bunch of friendly ice goblins live. Sorry, I was scrolling down there. But anyways, so the last character in the story would be uh, the Kraken. And the Kraken is a giant sea monster that's spreading evil through the land with its tentacles. Um, and this is the part of the story that for me gets really shaky, which is I kind of want this to be a story that can show adventure without violence necessarily. Um, so I like the idea of this being a character that has to, I want to say fight, but not by hitting things necessarily. So like she goes on adventures and gets into danger, but the way to get out of that for her is generally not to like kill monsters. It's something else. Um, so that's kind of the Kraken is sort of the opposite of that. It is like a very seemingly violent force and a malignant force that's spreading yeah. across this land. Um, and the this like fantastic world itself is one that is meant to kind of show that like even these kind of scary trope monsters can be friendly. Okay. So like that's why, you know, the ice goblins are perfectly hospitable. They're just ice goblins. And the same thing with the the king of night and all his horrors is he's like this big scary Dracula guy, but they're not necessarily trying to kill people and adventure comes from something besides like slaying a monster. But then yet there is like a malignant force that has to be struggled against, but she just needs to do that nonviolently. I don't know how to do that, but that would be the challenge of writing this story. I'm going to say, sorry, you go finish. No, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say you are really good at making like cute stories. Like your little, your littlest princess story was fantastically cute. Um, also, my mom really liked that episode. She listened to. It oh, today. did she? I'm glad. Um, that makes me. And happy. um, just you, you have a real a knack for making these kind of cute stories, and that's the part about this that I'm excited about. But like, that's also you would have to figure out how to. Do right. the like, main conflict, and, that, and like I an think that's going to be of, a little bit of the difficult part. An example of this to me would be Kubo. Yeah, um, I I was just thinking that too. Like Kubo doesn't win in the end by punching something, but it was difficult to set up in a satisfying way for that movie. Um, but like for me, and the the reason I find this story appealing but challenging is because so much of adventure is couched in the notion of combat instead of the notion of like discovery um so when you think about the like a character going on an adventure it, yeah they're usually finding something but then the part that anyone cares about is how many orcs they kill you know what i mean yeah so i kind of want this to be the opposite of that where like the point of the adventure is not to go and slay a dragon it would be to go and see the dragons you know Okay. Um, yeah, no, I like that. But then conflict can come from other things. So then the other themes that I would want in the story, it's like kind of a coming of age story where she's like learning to become an adventurer. Which is one of my um, favorite genres is coming of age. Uh, escapism, because this is like an escape for her to like go to this fantastic place and do fun things. And then the last one is finding family and home. Um, so. In some way, this would be a story about her returning home after being lost in the forest. But I also kind of want it to be 
about her finding characters and making a home for herself okay. in this magical land. Um, and so those are kind of the the themes that I would want to play with in this. Yeah, no, um, I really like that. I think this would be the most challenging one to write. This yeah, is the I, one that I have the least confidence I could pull off. I, I would agree with you on that. That does sound like it will be the most challenging. But, I mean, you have a very good knack for writing cute stories. And I would like... I would re- This is one that... I would really like to see where it goes just because it does seem like it'd be a nice lighthearted romp as compared to, well, the second one definitely would be a lot more lighthearted than that. But, well, yeah, the second one's not fun. But what I like about all the stories that you set up, you do a good job of like having con- connecting, sorry, having connections of the characters, like the connect, the characters connect to each other and kind of, it seems more of an ensemble, I guess, in like how you have your characters bounce off of each other. And I like really like where that would go with any of these stories. All right, Jordan, give me your last, uh, you have nothing to say about what I just said. Wow. Okay. No, I mean, I think it's true, but give me, give me your last nugget. Okay. So this is the idea that I would most likely go with, even though now you have me kind of pumped about ghost train. Like like the the Phantom of the Railroad, like that's just Hey, the, convince me I'm wrong, you know? You you have me in Ghost Train, but here we go. So these are the title working titles. Um the so first, the world that I kinda want to draw from is I wanted to, as you could have probably already told me, do the breath. And I think I'm gonna change a couple little tiny things here and there, but I think that this is one that I kinda wanna tackle and I think I could kind of pull it off so the working titles i have are the legend of emory um ballad of the breath or the hunt for olsian which as i can't pronounce it that probably last one probably won't be it so um so the themes okay i guess i'll start the story then i'll go into the themes so the story will follow closely to two characters magda and samet so samet wakes up with no memories his boat is small like it's a small dinghy like mainly because he has absolutely no confidence as each vessel is a reflection of like the owner's personality so the character magda would stumble across him on her quest to find a legendary trident so she would believe that this trident um she can like with the trident that she can control the sea monsters in order to create her own community and city of boats like she would end up sending the monsters away so she could bring in like her own community of people on these boats kind of like the berg from the story that you told within your world she believes with the community she can combine many people and create a culture of those who can quest and look out for each other making the world livable for, for all so by kind of Creating this community, everybody's boats would grow because they would all feed off of the energy of each other. Like, this would be kind of like a place where everybody can grow together. And, um, so pretty much like my idea with a story would be kind of like the legend of, oh, sorry, another working title would be the legend of Samet. But, um, this would be kind of like the legend of Zelda. So this would be how Samet really helps Magda, like, kind of. Like, he's along for the ride, but, like, it's more about Magda and how she becomes a great leader, while Samet's story is more about gaining confidence in himself. So along the way, they will end up running into pirates who also have the same quest. They want to find the trident, but, of course, their ambitions are a little bit nefarious, as they want to use the trident to gain a foothold in the breath. 
like the leader of the pirates, Jonas, which I love Jonas as a villain's name because it's kind of unassuming. And so when you hear Jonas, you don't expect him to be like a great evil. And so the leader of the pirates, Jonas, has crossed Magda before, making him like a key antagonist as the only one seemingly able to shake her confidence. So after like crossing them, Sam and Magda's mission would then become getting the, uh, the trident before Jonas and his gang of vile, vile pirates. So the battle, battle, quote unquote, with Jonas would be the main conflict. The themes that I would kind of cover are like friendship, growing confidence, um, community and adventure. Like that confidence, like, cause I want to explore the confidence. Like it's important to me because I am a person who has like goes up and down in the area of self-esteem and confidence. So I kind of wanted to focus on a character who starts out with absolutely zero confidence, doesn't believe in himself one bit, but through meeting this other person who's just like a radiant light, like he kind of grows in his own confidence and together they become like this strong team. And yeah, that's that's more of the kind of thing I wanted to explore. So this story would pretty much have um there will be monsters, there'll be treasures, adventures fun, it would be about the boat sailing like on an open world, open ocean, and that's really like the kind of theme that I love. Um because of the way the breath is, I'm I'm gonna change a couple things instead of like, oh, if you pick a place like that's where islands will be, it will be more of islands pop up wherever they more or less wanna be. So finding the trident will be like the difficult thing because who the heck knows when the island will pop up. And it will be yeah. kind of like finding little MacGuffins in order to help them on their journey to finding the true goal. So yeah, characters would be Samet. He's pretty much a blank slate. He wakes up in the middle of the breath with no memories, but like I'm going to use him to kind of learn about, like, as we go along, not going to be, like, hammering in, but kind of learn about the world and kind of see the world through completely open eyes. Magda would be the confident captain of the ship called the Lady of Hope, and she wants to explore and gain great treasure in order to benefit other people. Jonas is the leader of the group of pirates who seeks utter control. He's vicious and taunting, um, and his cruelness pretty much knows no bounds. And, um, yeah, so... That's pretty much the story. And the big narrative moment would be, I guess, when they get attacked, Magna gets injured. They're going to be like, you know, things, lots of things. I don't I don't have like a straight up written out narrative moment like you did. No, that's fine. But like the moment will be like Magna's injured in the water and like Samet comes up to her and like is like truly scared because he thinks she's going to die. And is like crying and apologizing because he messed up. He messed up. And really it's just going to end with, no, it's okay. It's okay it's okay, it's okay, and that's where it's going to kind of peter off. But yeah, like so, that. so so that's pretty much, that's the story I want to go with just because I love adventure on an open sea. I just love that idea of just, like, it's kind of like the idea of Wind Waker, and that's such a great story, like, idea to me because you just get to sail around and just, there's nothing but you in the ocean. And yeah. adventure no, can I, be found literally anywhere. I like, I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> it is also the one that I think it is also another one I think would be difficult to make a short story though. That'd I be the only thing I would say. Um, I could do well. The idea I was planning to make some of these like parts go a little bit quicker is doing quote unquote montage scenes. Well, because I've planned to do this yeah, from his first person, so I could like it's going to be readings from his journal. Pretty much, well, I mean, it's going to be a first person, so he was like, oh, and then we did this, this, and this, and then next part of the story, and then. 
blah, blah, blah happened in the next part of the story. So I think I can pull it off. I'm scared for all of these <laughs> that I can't, but I think I could pull it off into four parts. Yeah. No, I, I like I like all the ideas, though. I think they're good. So if you if you had to pick one of mine, which one were you going to go with? I'm guessing it's not agrarian. It's not. I'm sorry, Cody. Agrarian's not my type of story. And that, it's okay. And you you know me. You know my type of story because I've literally said it three times in this. <laughs> it's like a story about open ocean adventure, another story about adventure, and another story about adventure and mystery. Is this that's the kind of thing I go with? The story I think, if you could pull it off, the one that I would love to hear would be the third one, your um, littlest princess or littlest adventure story, because yeah. that is more of the idea of an, like an open adventure type idea. And, like, the second one I like, but I feel like it would be a little bit more serious. Like, a little bit kind of a dour it tone. Be, a yeah. dour it's tone. Not, it's, not a, it's not a fun story at it's, all. It's not, but I think you could do a lot of good things with it. But the first one, I think, would be lighthearted. I feel like you could pull a lot of fun adventure. Like, you don't even have to necessarily end the conflict with the Kraken. It could just be an adventure in that world. But it's... Wherever you decide to take it. But I, I think that third one would be a really good one to do. Or if you really want to, Cody, you can do Agrarian. I won't mind at all. I might fall asleep, all but right. I won't mind at all. <laughs> so I, th- I think we shouldn't tell each other. I, I think I, we should, Yeah, uh... I think it should be a straight-up surprise. Yeah, because so part of me might gonna... surprise myself with my choice after your feedback. <laughs> I mean, I would, like... I would definitely say right now the one that I think would be best is Ghost Train, but um, I I think they're all good ideas. I well, I agree that I think you started with your weakest, and I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, yeah, no, I, I definitely think did. that that is a novel idea for sure because it that's a novel doesn't idea. Feel, <laughs> well, it doesn't feel like it has a short like satisfying end to it. You no, know what it I doesn't. mean? Because it, it leads into like the it world could be tree. Seven that, yeah, books. <laughs> it's, it's definitely something that could be its own series. And do I think yeah. I could write a series? No, I don't. <laughs> um, and I mean, I guess that's kind of true in some ways for me with the Littlest Princess, because it is one that doesn't have a defined end. Like the story wouldn't end with her defeating the Kraken. It would just. Do we necessarily need to end these stories? Yes. I'm saying, like, do you they, need to end the battle with the Kraken, or could you just set up, like, have it like an episode um, of Adventure Time, a couple, a arc of Adventure Time? There would have to be, I wouldn't bring up the Kraken if she wasn't going to defeat it in that episode, okay. in that story. Um, I think that it is important for these to be entirely self-contained, like, finished pieces of fiction. Um, cause that's kind of the point of this is to like finish a story, not write one chapter of one. Um, so my notion would be that the, the final thing to happen in my story would be her meeting the Kraken, whatever that is. And then um, they end up like playing a game of chess together and she wins. Well, so therefore he has to leave the land. I just solved your, I just solved the whole thing. I fixed well, it. I'm, I'm like really <laughs> struggling with this in a way because it is kind of like, have you read a lot of like fiction, not like YA fiction, but like YYA fiction? What's um, YY? Is young young adult what? Well, it's like basically children's novels. But have you ever read uh, A Wrinkle in Time? Yes. <laughs> so yes, I have. the end of that story, they win a conflict, but they don't do it with 
punching, but it is kind of like we hugged our way to victory. And I do find that annoying sometimes. Um, but you could make an argument, the same argument for Kubo and the two strings. And I think that was an excellent story. So I don't know. It It is for me, one of those ideas that I find very challenging and I don't always know what to do. So I'm like scared of it kind of, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I, I know you're going to end up picking agrarian. I'm not sure. Honestly, like I want to write agrarian the most. <laughs> because um, you love your romance mostly, novels, dude. Well, I do. And I also already wrote the end of agrarian. <laughs> like I kind of wrote the last scene. Um, Cause I just started and I just like, Oh, I like this idea. And I like, know what's going to happen. Like agrarian is the one where I already have an outline. Um, I don't have that for the littlest princess. And I do have that for the duel. The duel is basically already written. Um, it not like the idea is fully complete. It's just the, the littlest princess is by far the least complete of all of these. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I struggle with those ends of stories that are, that feel like, you know what I mean? They sometimes just feel like they're pulling their punch a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm try- I'm just trying to think of uh, I know it's your story, but I'm just trying to think of ways that you could end your littlest princess, <laughs> and ways that I could make my ghost trade not like fifty chapters. <laughs> How would you make ghost trade like? I'm because I wanted to tie it I'm... in with all of the other conflicts that happened with Jodo's Black, with the government, and like have this whole. Oh, thing you shouldn't do the... that at all. The ghost train should be completely meaningless. Like, have the ghost. I don't know. This. I'm just saying. How about the ghost train just leads to, like, I don't know, a government, like, experimental facility where they're testing humans and they're like, oh, crap, we need to stop this. They end up fighting whoever in the government and, like, um, with that, they return all the people back to their homes and then happy ending, they get to make the ship and go off to the stars. I don't know. I'm just I saying, don't know. Ghost I just, Train feels like a very small story. About ghost Train, to me, train. feels like it's a story that just leads into a bigger story. Well, don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> just have it be about Ghost Train. Just have it just have it be about Ghost Train. I think this is an issue in in the pitch, and I don't I don't mean this like in a negative way. I just like when you pitched Ghost Train, it felt like it was about Ghost Train. Yes. All the other ones, it felt like they were about these very big, expansive things. Ghost Train just felt like it's like, well, we're on this planet, and there's a Ghost Train, and we're mercenaries, so Ghost Train it up. I get you know. Okay, I, I, I'll I'll fig- if I can figure out a way. Uh, this is completely unspaced now, but if I can figure out a way to tie Ghost Train in without just completely like whiffing it, like Game Jordan, of Thrones did, I think I could do it. What I need you to do is take a deep breath and do less world building. I know, dude. That's <laughs> the thing. What if it connects to the government? Like you what know if it that doesn't? I just take a thing. And I stretch it as far as it could go until it breaks. And I hate it. I hate it. I feel it. like the difference between us when we world build, you're like Detective Pikachu with all of his evidence laid out on the floor. <laughs> yes. And like throwing around cups of empty coffee and like with yarn I was drinking tied that. onto stuff. I was drinking that. I was drinking that too. And, and I have like a, like I have a stick figure of a guy and in his hand... It's the There's drawing like of the leprechaun from Mobile Alabama. A little axe. And I'm like, look, Jordan, it's my world. You see, it's about a guy with an axe. Like, that's not a world. Shut up! It's my world. <laughs> it's like, Cody, look at this seven-book expansive story that I built for our next four episodes. <laughs>
We'll, we'll, we'll see. I honestly, I think the freaking Tale of the Breath could be a very short one, too. That one feels the longest. Why? Me, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just in my head when you explained it. Yeah, no, it's just them going. I think, I think for me, what it maybe is, is that, uh, like, developing a character from very not confident to very confident, which, I mean, I guess is exactly what I want to do with little the Littlest uh, Adventurer. But that development feels like it would be difficult to do in a short in like a shorter story. But not saying you can't. See, I just, mean, but like I think in my head, part that was of what it would be think. like the character like gets this confidence and then continues his journey, like because you can solve the the main conflict of finding that trident, and then the rest, right. the next journey could be this character. Okay, I'm gonna go off and like continue my own growth, and that's kind yeah, of and, I, I and that's kind of say... how I thought that this whole thing would go and we don't have to show our whole hands I, we could stop talking <laughs> no 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 i think this is this is the conversation that i wanted to have okay. was to like flesh out what we're gonna do um no i think that and when i said i wanted it to be like a contained story i don't mean that all the characters have to die at the end i i just mean that we don't have to rogue one have, it we we shouldn't have dangling conflict that just is kind oh, of oh okay like, okay yeah no mine's not the conflict is going to be solved with Two out of three of my stories. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about this, Jordan. I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. Because, uh, like I said, I have experience doing this, and it was bad. Okay. I just need to stay away from government conspiracies for my ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you do ghost train, I don't know. I, do, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We will We will definitely find out. Um. Okay. That, that, no, this was fun. I had a lot of now I don't I went in knowing what I wanted to do and now I have no clue. I know it's not going to be the third the first one, but I have no clue. <laughs> I have definitely ruled out one of my stories, I think, but that is it. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I yeah, I have definitely ruled out one of mine. Now it's just a tie between the two that <laughs> I, we spent most of this episode talking about because obviously it's not going to be the first one I talked about because we haven't mentioned that since the beginning. <laughs> like, clearly, <laughs> I, I don't want to be through that out. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. It was it, you. When you said it was the weakest pitch. You're not wrong. I don't want to say it's a bad idea. It just I mean, does not feel. It's like a, a good short idea story. if I have seven years to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it, it would. It would not be a four episode thing. But anyway, so next week we are going to come in with our stories. Um, it's it's going to be interesting because I don't know what you're doing. I'm afraid you're going to do the one I think you're going to do. And I think that the one that's cut out is the Littlest Princess. You are so negative about Agrarian. I don't man. know. You, you could are end up so negative. You could end up blowing me away with that story because you've done it with stories and ideas that I didn't think were going to work before. You should. You should try. You should give romance novels a chance sometime. I don't like. I'm going to suggest like to you. But maybe you just haven't I, read. I more romance. or less like friendship more than I like romance, and that's why I like a lot of anime because a lot of it's about friendship. I think I think I, I think a good romance you. I think is I friendship. <laughs> no, I thought that's no, what you were gonna say. That's what be bad. A lot more butts. <laughs> All right, so that's our episode, Cody. Plug your stuff. Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network on any podcatcher or on YouTube, or I guess on iTunes. That's where everyone says to plug stuff, or on Wix Network.com, I think I'll post the it's links. It's a Wix site. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll post the links. Um, also, at random times, 
if you look up the Twitch streamer Crazy Doodler Six, I Twitch streamed one time. It was fun. And we're gonna hopefully do another one soon because I definitely want to watch more Dark Souls. Literally in five minutes from and now. And then we're gonna do some um we're gonna do a tad bit of um some fan fiction reading sometime. That's gonna be great. Yeah, we're, that's gonna be our next live show. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna just have some fun with um some of these ideas. So I can't wait. You can check me. Hang on. What's up? Jordan, I know we're trying to end the episode, and maybe this shouldn't be on air, but I don't care because I want to know your reaction to it. Can we get nasty with this fan fiction, or is it got to be like I, PC? I think we could do whatever we want. Okay. Because I kind of okay. want to just pull some weird, like the really like weird, like cringy ones too. Well, if I just want to pull like a couple, and we could just keep doing like episodes. Like this isn't going to be like the live show, but this is just going to be us live streaming whenever we want. Okay, here's the thing. We'll set it up if like we have listeners, yeah. and any of these listeners care about us at all, send us either like fandoms in which we should read our yes. fan fiction. I'll tweet about it, or send us fan fiction. Okay. I will. T- I will read it. I will tweet about it, but also, um, send us like so you can send us anything you want as long as it's not disgusting. <laughs> Because I don't want to get like nudie pics. So if it's anything you want at um, worldshoppodcast at gmail.com. I'll include the link in the description. But thank y'all for. Oh, and also please check me out on something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. You can find our um, podcast Twitch channel at worldshoppodcast at Twitch. Well, sorry, twitch.tv forward slash worldshoppodcast. Um, and then that's all. So check us out later and we'll see y'all next time with some fun stories. Bye. Bye.